the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dear friends, it's that time. The battle for 1600. Thank you for all your kind comments and texts. Looks like you guys are enjoying this with my good friend Boris. Boris, are you there? I'm right here, my friend. This week, it's slightly different setup. I think this is our third or fourth uh, Fourth edition. already. Time wow. flies when you're having fun. That's crazy. Fourth. I had knee surgery on Friday, so I'm sitting at home. There's no video of this week's version of this week's episode, but we've decided to give you a little intro and then use the regular visit of the Baron to our studio. Both segments will make up the rest of today's podcast, and you will enjoy it as well because we had a lot of fun. Baron Boris, uh, you have some predictions for us, correct, about what's happening on the left? I do. Total disaster on the left. <laughs> and even my, liber- my liberal friends from college are saying that they love our take on this because we are objective. So here's my objective predictions. Do it. Bloomberg is a mess. He's a disaster. <laughs> Warren is out. Buttigieg is out. Right now, it is Bloomberg, Biden, and communist Bernie, Castro Bernie, Okay, Castro we'll call, we should call him. What should we call him? Should we, uh, Cuba Bernie, Fidel Saunders, Fidel, Fidel Sanders. I think that's. I like Fidel Sanders. <laughs> Havana Bernie. You know, I like, I, I like that. Havana Bernie. Havana like Bernie. That. So th- that's a three. Havana Bernie, Mini Mike, aka Mikey Mouse, and <laughs> Uncle, aka Great Grandpa Joe. Those are the three. None of them, I think, are going to get enough delegates at convention as of now to to g- get through on the first ballot, and then. Watch out wow. for the one. No, no, don't the say only. it. Le- le- leave them in suspender right. belts. All Let right. them listen to the podcast. And listen also, to the podcast. you got to listen right to the end because we got some special news that even Boris was excited about. I am very excited. And all of you can be part of it. So listen all the way to the end. This is episode four of the Battle for 1600. Enjoy. You're listening to Dr. Sebastian Gorka, a man who's taken down Eastern European governments with just the sound of his voice. I am broadcasting thanks to my knee surgery from an undisclosed location, but through the technology, the wonders of the modern world, I'm connected with my team back in the studio and our regular guest, who is also currently my co-host on a brand new podcast that is up on iTunes. It's called The Battle for 1600. He is a member of the advisory board of the Trump 2020 campaign, former special assistant to the president of the United States. We call him the Baron. Boris Epstein, are you there? I am right here. How are you, my friend? 
Uh, this is look. I, I'm fine. I've got all the creature comforts around me. I'm at home. I've got I've got a microphone stand. I've got my headphones, my Comrex. It's beautiful. I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to the studio, but I have to. Why? Because we've got to record these podcast videos. Boris, I am. You've got to tell me your story. But I am so blown away every single day on our text line, guys. And if you're out there right now, if you don't, if you haven't written this down, do it now. The number for our PatriotMobile.com text line. The Conservative cell phone company is 703-869-1262. And I read all the texts. Truly, I do. 703-869-1262. On our text line through DMs and other channels, I'm getting so much incredible feedback. I know. Yes. On our battle for 1600. No what about you, Boris? My, I am too. And I'm even getting it from... Some of my more liberal friends. What? Who went, yes, who went to, you know, Georgetown, a little bit of a, lib- you know, Georgetown undergrad actually is a little more conservative law school, which I also went to, a little more liberal. But even some of my friends who may skew to the left are appreciating and enjoying the podcast. They wow. think that it's an objective. Here, here's what I'm getting from someone, that it's an objective view into the Democratic race. Because guess what? There isn't. You can't. You won't go find that on mainstream media, right? right? Exactly. Over there, they all have a preference, right? They have. They're either commies and they love Bernie, okay, right. or or they are bought by Bloomberg, or they're lulled to sleep by Biden. But me and you, we don't have that problem. We can look at it and assess it objectively. And then from I even I think I forwarded you this email. I got an email from a woman who runs a farm, a family farm that's been in their family generation for years. She runs this farm in New Jersey, and she said that this podcast is the best thing that's happened to her in months, maybe years. She loves it. Wow. Guys, it's, you can go right now, subscribe for free. It is the Battle for 1600 on iTunes, on all your podcast platforms. You'll see a photograph of Boris, me, and the White House. I think we're, we're going to use this segment because I, I'm injured. We're going to use part of this segment for this week's podcast. Yep. But it really is different, and people love the energy of our new podcast. And really, you know, we this isn't about a spin. This is about what we see in the next 250-odd days. And let's talk exactly about that. I was shocked. We, we have uh, audio, Boris, of Chris Matthews, who absolutely, you, you know this from everything he's said in the past. From he's got the he's tickle in, up his leg, right? Oh, yeah, the, the, the little tickle up his leg. Twingle everything up. in the last week that he said about Bernie Sanders, he hates Bernie Sanders. And he, even though he worked for one of the worst liberal presidents in history, Carter, he hates socialism. And this was Chris Matthews' apology to the communist who honeymooned in the Soviet Union. Play cut one. I was wrong to refer to an event from the last days, or actually the first days of World War II. Senator Sanders, I'm sorry for comparing anything from that tragic era in which so many suffered, especially the Jewish people, to an electoral result in which you were the well-deserved winner. This is going to be a hard-fought, heated campaign of ideas, in the days and weeks and months ahead, I will strive to do a better job myself of elevating the political discussion. Congratulations, by the way, to you, Senator Sanders, and to your supporters on a tremendous win down in Nevada. That wow. must have hurt Boris, no? Well, here are my thoughts here. And this is, again, why folks like Jill Stoltz, shout out to Stoltz Farm in Plainsboro, New Jersey, like our podcast, Love What You Do With America First, the radio show, and when we and you are talking. We're going to cut to the truth here. You know what struck me about that? It wasn't the apology. 
It was the fact that we, conservatives, people who support the president and the president, have not gotten an apology. Where's the yes. apology from Chris Matthews' colleague, wow. Lawrence Westwing O'Donnell, who said that the president, in the last week, said that the president is a Russian agent and that Rick Grinnell, the highest member of the LGBTQ community to ever hold a, a, a government post, in a, a White House post, an administration post, where is the apology for calling the president and Rick Grinnell Russian assets? Where's that apology from Chris Matthews' colleague? Where's the apology for all the crap that the left and the members of the mainstream media have pushed on the president, on you personally, on me personally, yeah. and those of us who love this country, the United States of America? That's, Where's that freaking apology? That's an incredible point, Boris. This is why you are always evaluated on my show, and, and this is why we have a new podcast. Leroy, will you find from yesterday that audio cut from Lawrence O'Donnell and just whisper in my ear when you've got it ready? Because it's, it's crucial that we replay that, and now that Boris has played, has mentioned it, because th- this is the juxtaposition. This is... This is the, the incredible – this is why they have no credibility anymore. Correct. That, that they can force – somebody forced Chris Matthews to apologize to a fellow leftist, but they will never apologize for the calumny, for the smears of the last three and a half years against the president, his wife, his children, anybody who worked for him, anybody who supported him, right. calling you know the Covington kids, you know, uh, aggressive and mean. Let's just listen. This is the you know the stop the hammering, Lawrence O'Donnell. How this man still has a job stuns me. This is the order we used yesterday, but you just mentioned it, and it is absolutely on point. Play cut. The president is a Russian operative. That sounds like the description of a bad Hollywood screenplay, but it is real. And it is Vladimir Putin's greatest achievement. Decades after America's victory in the Cold War and the collapse of the Soviet Union, the president of the United States is now helping the president of Russia help the president of the United States to get reelected so that the president of Russia will have four more years of the president of the United States who he wants in the Oval Office. This is one of those shocking news days if you retain the capacity to be shocked in the Trump era by the Trump regime, which might be better labeled the Trump-Putin regime. The Trump... I mean, just get the guy into a rubber room. But, But seriously, he said that the president is an agent of the Kremlin, a president who's had the toughest sanction regimes on Russia. Exactly. Who's, who's killed, who's given a green light to kill Russian contractors, mercenaries in Syria. How, how does this happen? This is, this is a person who's doing right now, Lawrence O'Donnell is doing Vladimir Putin's propaganda work for free. I presume he's not getting paid, but he is doing the work of the Kremlin, Boris. Well, you're exactly right, right? And as someone in your position who knows intelligence, who knows the way that our adversaries work. What is Vladimir Putin's real goal here? It's not to back anybody, any single person, yeah. I think. It's to disrupt think, everything. It's to disrupt everything. Right. Exactly. And who's playing into those hands? Who's played into those hands ever since the election on November 8, 2016? It's been the left and their lackeys in mainstream media. Stop Lawrence O'Donnell, the hammering! <laughs> Lawrence O'Donnell ought to be ashamed of himself. And I'll tell you this. What? I'll tell you this. I think Donald Trump should sue Lawrence O'Donnell for a libel. Yes. Or a libel and slander. And you know what? I, I know that the president is a public figure, 
and there's been this old no, but there are limits. Apply. There are limits. There this are is limits. like yelling fire on a plane. That's a yeah. limit. That's a limit to the First Amendment. No, this, is, this is calling somebody elected by 63 million Americans a traitor. He's calling him an agent of a, a quasi-authoritarian right. regime that is run Disgusting. by a former KGB colonel who's a thug. Well, God bless you, Boris. Stay tuned, everybody. We are talking to my co-host of our new podcast, The Battle for 1600. Follow him on Twitter, Boris EP, and get his weekly briefings, breakfastwithboris.com. I'm Sebastian Gore. Follow me on Twitter as well, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A. That's Seb Gorka. This is America First on the Salem Radio Network with my good buddy, the Baron, and he will be back momentarily. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, don't you dare touch that dial. We are back with my good friend Boris Epstein. Follow him, Boris EP. He's on the advisory board of the Trump 2020 campaign. Welcome back, Baron. Here um, I am. This, uh, let's, let's just talk a little bit about tonight. There's going to be a, another debate amongst the Democrats. Can't wait. <laughs> you sound so excited, my friend. Um, the, the audio that's out there. Of, of, I'm going to play it later for, for, for our segment with Howie Carr. But the audio that's out there, Joe Biden thinks he's running for the Senate. And he thinks that he negotiated a trade deal with a guy who's been dead 23 years. When is somebody going to say, dude, get out of the race? Well, he also thinks he got arrested in South Africa when that didn't happen. He went, yeah, he yeah. thought he was there when, when, when Mandela was being freed from Robin Island and he wasn't even in South Africa. This is embarrassing, isn't it? Well, well that Senate clip, when, when Biden in South Carolina says that he's running for the Senate, there's actually something else to it also. What? A, it's embarrassing that he doesn't know what he's running for right. or forgot. B, he's trying a twang. If you listen to the video, oh, he's, yeah, trying, yeah, yeah. he's doing the Hillary Clinton. He's trying a twang because... His firewall, which he now says is not his firewall, now is his firewall, is the African-American vote in South Carolina. And he's absolutely, in that clip, going for a twang, but the epic fail, forgetting what office you are running for. Not so good for the Democrats, who now don't have Bloomberg to rely on. And we could talk about what his girlfriend said, by the way. Total Maria Antoinette, let him yes. eat cake moment. Yes. So Bloomberg is a mess. Biden's what? a mess. Warren is a goner. The other guy, the mayor is no, nowhere to be seen. I'm telling you, keep an eye out on Crooked. <laughs> Ooh, oh, come on, come on, come on. Really, Hillary? You're going to scare our listeners. I've been saying this. I know you have. For years. Literally There's no some- way. She, come on, this was the biggest disaster in political history. You think she'd put herself up again to be destroyed by one of the most charismatic people in the world today? Yes, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> why? Because if you look at the Democratic primary process right now, it's a mess. It's a disaster. Right. They have nobody. I actually think that Sanders and Biden and Bloomberg are all a little bit in the front runner sta- status in that dumpster fire. If I'm Hillary Clinton, <laughs> let's just be objective. Okay. She won 66 million votes last time. Now, yeah. a lot of that is in California and New York right. where we didn't campaign because guess what? Elections are chosen based on the Electoral College. Yeah. Saying they're chosen based on the popular vote is like saying that basketball is chosen on assists. The winner in basketball <laughs> is determined on who had the most assists. Right. That's not the game. Okay, The game is the Electoral College. So she did get a lot of votes last time. It didn't matter because we won and by a, an Electoral College landslide. So she's sitting there thinking, okay, I got a lot of votes. The only thing I ever wanted to do in life is be president. I stayed, and I'm not going to get into their personal life, but I think the, the 
conservative wisdom is that she stayed with Bill Clinton because she wanted to be president. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bill's, you know, Bill's history is pretty well known, I think, right? Right. So she stuck around. She ran twice. First, she got defeated by Obama, which was a huge upset, by the way, in 08. He was a total nobody. Yes. And then one-term senator, not even one term. And then we crushed her as an upstart campaign. So she's sitting there. She said, okay, the Democrats are a disaster. And it's going to be, it's likely going to be now, maybe more likely than not, a contested convention. Mm-hmm. On, second, on the second ballot, those super delegates can come back in, and guess who they all are? Part of the Clinton machine. Clinton machine, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I would not count okay, out so, that Okay, so uh, let, let's do this. Uh, likelihood of contested convention, what, what percentage? 40. Wow. 40, and like, and 40 likely, to 55. Likelihood that Crooked Hillary comes back? So I'd say this. Likelihood of a contested convention is between 40 and 55. Okay. okay somewhere in there. 40 and 60 maybe. Yep. Likelihood that if there is a contested convention, she tries to throw her hat in the ring, 50-50, if there is one. So that wow. means it's about, let's say it's 50-50 to contested, and it's 50-50 if she throws in. That means there's a 25% chance yeah. she somehow tries to throw her hat in the ring from here on out. Now, I mean, you're seeing what happened in Bloomberg. Right. Bloomberg is running a sort of center-right Republican primary yep. in a far-left Democratic Party. Yep. He's got all these Me Too issues. And his girlfriend's out there saying, just get over it. You know right. what? That, that's not going to fly. Eat cake. Let them eat cake. Let them eat cake. That's why I tweeted and you retweeted it. Yep. That's a Marie Antoinette moment. Completely divorced from the reality of who their audience is. And that is now a far left Democratic Party audience for whom, you know, Bill de Blasio may be too, too middle of the road. Who knows? Yeah. We're talking to the Baron, Baron Boris. Follow him on Twitter, Boris EP. Let's just have one more audio cut. This is hilarious. I'm a gun guy, and this just amused me. I didn't know that you could get cartridges in a bullet or that we had 100-round magazines in our AR-15s. This is Senator Biden running for the Senate again. Cut four. Who in God's name needs 100 rounds and a bullet and a clip with a gun you have? Wow. <laughs> we we have some issues, my friend. Why is he screaming so loud? He's, he's Because he doesn't want to run. He's angry. He didn't want to run. Remember, he said, I told my family we thought about this, and I'm never running again. And now he is the, he is the reluctant, senile candidate. Also, maybe hearing issue in there. Who knows? Maybe that's who why knows? he's screaming. <laughs> but it's a, Biden has been one of the worst frontrunners in history. But guess what? You know who the other bad frontrunners in history are? Who? Joe Biden in 88, and a little bit yes. Joe Biden in 08. There's a record here. There's a record right. here. And he thinks third time lucky. I'm Sebastian Gorka. We're talking to Boris. 